Welcome to Potatoes and Sriracha. That's right, Potatoes and Sriracha. This is a podcast about establishing and running your own business as a new entrepreneur. On each and every episode, we take the time to dive into issues and challenges that we have faced as brand new entrepreneurs. Things that are emotional, mental, spiritual, personal, that can help you succeed as a brand new business owner. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Potatoes and Sriracha. I am one of your co-hosts, Mr. Paula Chang, and I'm joined by the one, the only, most amazing Dr. Danielle McDonald. Say what's up to the folks. What's up, people? What's up, folks? Today, we're just going to jump right into it. Hopefully, you all staying safe. The thing we want to talk about today is how not asking is the absolute sure way to not receiving. So what does that mean? Not asking is the absolute way to not receiving. I think on a personal level, let's start on a personal level. So I think over over time, like as humans, we have been conditioned to be one of two kind of people. People who ask, you know, out of like need, but and then people who are afraid to ask out of pride. I think there is a big, 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 huge divide exists there and i think in business that tends to like start to play into very dangerous situations you know i i was i've been reading this book it's part of my morning routine where in the book he actually talks about how he's a chiropractor and he got into real estate later on in his life and he had a property that he wanted that was on the market for 190,000, but he made an offer of 75 grand now granted he justified why you know, he was making a $75,000 offer on an offer that was 190000 And he said, like, if he had never done that, he would never have gotten the property. And uh, the person, his broker was actually like, yo, nobody's ever going to say yes to that. And he was just like, well, months later, the bank reached out and said, hey, did he still want to buy the house for 75000 You know, that's one aspect of it. I really want to get your perspective on this. Like, when it comes to being business owners, I think... For many of us, we we grow up watching it happen and we never actually even think about what asking even looks like. Because I think a lot of people like assume asking just means like asking for help, like getting a handout, right? And, and nobody nobody likes a handout, truth be told. Well, most people don't like handouts. And for those that don't and fall into that category, then how do you start to function in a world where you can ask how you can ask bold questions because that's where a lot of like these big big things actually occur i think on a personal level for us i often reflect on how far we've come in our business when it's come to the things we've had to ask for the conversations we've had to ignite the people we've had to speak to the circles we've entered but none of it would have happened unless we actually asked to have those doors opened. Yeah. Right? I think opportunity never in a million years, opportunity will never just walk up onto somebody. Opportunity is just not going to drop in your lap. Absolutely not. We have to be able to ask to have those, you know, I don't know how the quote goes, but it's something like asking questions causes small hinges to swing. 
but it causes large doors to open, right? Yeah. I think I might be misquoting it, but if not, man, let's go with that. Like, I'll, you know, <laughs> some questions cause a small hinges to swing, but big doors to open. And I think like, I keep thinking, you know, there, there's so many different scenarios where something amazing has happened simply because of one question that was asked or a collaboration that occurred because somebody said, hey, you know what? Have you ever thought about teaming up with us? You know, I think a lot of it too comes with just kind of getting over ourselves, getting getting over ourselves in the aspect of not being afraid to to fail or to look stupid because somebody said no. I think that's a big one, right? You don't want to look stupid because somebody said no. And if you just find a way to start asking those questions, man, like the world will open up. The world will like really open up. Yeah, I mean, I think another reason, like, I mean, yes, asking questions, like, the world will open up, but I think people are scared to ask questions because not just, I mean, pride has a big role to play in it, but they're also afraid that people, they they feel like people think that they don't know anything, you know, because it's not just asking, like you said, it's not just asking for help, like, it could be asking for knowledge on a situation or, or, well, yeah, knowledge on how to do something or how to bring their situation forward. And they don't want anyone to look at, look down on them. They don't want to feel lower than they are. And that that's something that, well, you already know, I hate asking questions, period. Like, I'm the type of person, I don't even like to read the manual. I would rather figure it out in the process and struggle through it than, like, just going straight to the source. Now, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at this because, you know, I don't have time to be wasting to try and figure things out. But it just, asking is, is literally out of my comfort zone. And if, if you're like me, I know asking is out of your comfort zone. But the thing is, you're wasting time letting your pride hold you back from just asking someone the right questions to help bring you forward. You know, it's wild. I always like, actually remembers, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know if the listeners know. But, you know, once in a while, I like to watch some Grant Cardone stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, I was watching this video. So he was doing, like, a property equity stuff, like, you know, talking about how he's going to put together some property. And this kid shows up. And the kid shows up in the office, and he drove 12 hours, right? He drove 12 hours just for the opportunity to just say hi and see if there was an opportunity where he could, you know, find, find a spot on the team. He was still in college, didn't have the degree. You know, he was learning how to be an entrepreneur. And um, he just came up. So, you know, in the video, and y'all can go look it up. Um, it's on Grant Cardone's website, but on YouTube as well. But like the kid shows up and he's just like, yeah, you know, I drove 12 hours, um, you know, for the, on the off chance that I could have a conversation with y'all. And if you do, I'm now wondering if you guys just happen to have like an internship, a job, something open. I'll take anything as long as you get to learn from the master. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, he did an interview with the kid. Wow. Right? Right then and there, he did an interview with the kid. You know, eventually the kid was given an opportunity on on a specific basis. Was given a job on a specific basis. And I always think about, like, how crazy it is that we continually hear these kind of stories all the time. Mm. Right? I always hear these stories about, like, people that walked into the big boss's office and asked a question and, all these amazing things happen and now like they're VP of like fortune 500 companies. How are those people and what sets those people apart from let's say the rest of everybody else, because they're willing, right? 
what what is it that like sets them apart are they not scared or are they scared but they're willing to face the fear and return for the prize on the other side i feel like maybe on one end their vision or their goals are like are bigger than their fear yes like maybe when they're going to into big man's office their hearts racing their hands shaking and they don't really want to ask this question but they know the only thing that's between them and what they want is this question or these these series of questions so it could be that their goal is bigger in their mind than not asking this question boom and that is right there. You know, I think for a lot of us, we have to start. And this is why, look, and our episodes are not random. You know, sometimes I might think it is, but it's really not. You know, over the last series of things we talked about, we've actually talked about like what it even takes to lead up to this point. Because there's t- certain things you have to do to even get there, right? I think for most part, like one of the things I try to do, I try to do these like mental practices um, where I do no more than like a three or four year plan. Right. So right now my year is in relation to when I turn 30. There's certain things I want to accomplish by the time I turn 30. And because I do that, I just know what's in store. So I'm not thinking like, oh, you know, when I'm seven now, like when I'm 30, I'm 26 right now. When I'm 30, there are certain things that I want to happen. Mm. And because I have those things in front of me, it's actually what keeps me going. So like, you know, many people think I love learning the techie stuff. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. My my bread and butter, what I really like to do is talk to people. Like, I genuinely enjoy talking to people. But I also have to be able to learn the techie stuff. I have to be able to learn the back-end stuff. I have to be able to learn how to put some stuff together. Because eventually, one of my goals, like, you know, when it comes to the business, is when we have people, I, I should be able to, like, re-explain it to them. In order to do that, so I can free up my time to go do what I, I'm very good at. And I think, like, when I keep that in mind, so, like, for a lot of people... When it comes to like what they really want, I simply think, you know, this, we talked about it briefly, Will, and I was thinking about it over the course of the week. That's why I put it in the quotes note. But, you know, a lot of people just don't even know their potential because they just have not failed enough times. And for so many of us, like we do this thing where if we can keep ourselves far back enough from the failure point. Mm-hmm. won't fail if that's great you didn't fail things worked out but guess what if they worked out here right at 30 percent, what's the other 70 percent? you'll never know mm-hmm. and for a lot of people the other 70 percent is where the bold questions happen i continually ask myself questions like this right how is it on god's green earth that people like will struggle for years and years trying to for example make a financial amount like a certain amount of financial status and there's people who will like lose like a multi-million dollar company and then rebuild it in 30 days. How is it that Jamal King, the real estate guru, he started a new company and in six months he made it a seven figure company. But yet there's people that are like, what is it that sets these people apart? You know what? They're living that 70%. They're living in that bold question place. They're doing things that they never did before. They're asking questions they never asked before. They're having opportunities they never had before, but they're simply willing to go past their fear and their BS and start putting themselves in those positions. Exactly. And I think for the majority of us, we're just too scared of failing 
that that failure is actually going to be our biggest regret. Notice what I said. We're too scared of failing that that failure, we're too scared of failing. And because we're too scared of failing, the failure of being too scared of failing is going to be our biggest regret. Yeah. And that regret will eat you up. Yep, because then you're going to get to, like, let's say, I don't know, age 50 or something, and you're going to be like, well, what if I just, what if I had just did this when I was younger? I hear it all the time. I have patients, I, my patients say, well, you know, when I was your age, I wish, oh, I wish I had started this when I was your age. And like, well, for one, if you're 50 something, it's not too late. You can start. I mean, you can still start today. But you shouldn't it, it sucks to be at that point in your life where you're like man dang i wish i had just did that thing when i had the time well now that you're at the point where you don't necessarily have the time you better find it exactly you know i always think about like bruh if eight years ago i was doing what i was doing now oh i know i'd be a millionaire that's crazy I'm only 26. If eight years ago I was doing what I'm doing now, oh, I know I'd be a millionaire. Oh, yeah. And I don't say that just because, like, for the status of the millionaire. No, I'd be doing certain things in my life. Now, granted, I don't know if I'd admit Danielle, you know, so I'm grateful things turned out the way they did. Oh, yeah. No. But <laughs> because I know the future we're trying to build and um, the direction we're going. I'm still certain we're going to get there. The only thing is what we have to continue to ask ourselves and listener, you know, take note, like what we have to continue to ask ourselves is like, are we being bold enough? Are we asking the right questions? Are we connecting in the right collaborations? That's the truth of the matter. Like, you know, the honest truth is you just have to find a point where you're willing to say, why do I keep not doing more? Why do I keep not climbing? Why am I so scared of being at the top? And many of y'all will say, no, no, no. Like, you're scared of being at the top. That's what it is. Because you want to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do. And then at that point, not a word, silence, finito. Maybe they're scared of the, maybe they're scared of the responsibility that comes with being a beast. Or maybe they're scared of the commitment. Maybe failure isn't the only thing they're scared of. Facts. Because you can always, people don't, I mean, maybe some people don't know, but you can always come back up from a failure. That's true. People do it all the time. Now, you know, the easiest, not, way to, uh, huh? the easiest way to get past that, it actually comes with like impact hours. Yeah. There's a difference between busy and, and being impactful. So that's not for now. That's for later. That actually just happened to be a thought I wrote this morning in my journal. But there's a big difference between busy and being impactful. True. Say that. Significant actions and just regular actions are two different things. You can take action all day, right? So I think when it comes to the commitment, a lot of people are not even able to like commit to significant actions because they see all these people that are like doing all these big, 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 big things, right? And because you see like the speed they're moving at, you, you just assume that that's what you need to be doing. This quarantine has taught your boy one thing. It's this. One, it's okay to wake up at seven. And two, <laughs> you don't need to be busy 24-7. Yeah. I'm more productive now than I have been in the past because 
when I put something in my schedule, I'm like, yo, this hour is dedicated to this and this alone. And that's what I do. Exactly. Because that's what I do. I'm like, yo, we're getting it done. I'm able to say on certain days, you know, today I don't want to really do anything because, you know, I'm going crazy. But, you know, my actions have been proven significant. Like your actions have been proven significant. Yeah. I think even with the commitment thing, like you got to just ask yourself, are you scared of committing because you're not doing stuff that's like, I'm sorry to say, worthwhile? <laughs> that actually matters? <laughs> Are you just trying to like put together? It's like this, right? You, you give somebody a Lego set, like give the kid a Lego set and you tell the kid, all right, kids, here is a picture of a castle. And these Lego pieces are supposed to build this castle. And it's a phenomenal castle. And you get one kid who takes the pieces, and basically just makes a box and says, yeah, I made my own castle. Right? Mm-hmm. They're super quick. They put something together. You have a kid who says, you know what, I'm going to take a day to do this and I'm going to do it like in six hours, but I'm going to separate six hours. And they forget six hours. They say, instead of just putting together a castle, I'm going to attack it piece by piece. So I'm going to put this piece together. I'm going to put that section together. And then when I bring it all together, I'm going to get the joint. They both made a castle, just only one of them actually did something worthwhile. I'm sorry to all the kids that make boxes and squares. (laughs) <laughs> no. They're worthwhile too. They're worthwhile too. And I'm just saying, you're not getting money. Something like bigger. He just made something more detailed. Yes. Something that someone would buy. Hey, that's what it's all about. So well, it's not all about that. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying for for the illustration. Yes, for the illustration, it's basically saying, I mean, there are people who will buy a box. Facts. What? About that banana. <laughs> like a like six figures. <laughs> what, so is I, like, what work, how what effort are you putting into it? What what did you say? Impactful actions. Actions are you putting into whether it's a box or a castle? For the person you're trying to serve or whatever you're trying to do, are they gonna be able to know that you put your full one hundred percent into that? Or did you just put in 30%? You can't live below your potential. And you, like you said, you won't know your potential unless you have failed. So if you're going to spend time being scared about asking these questions or, you know, whether that's asking for help, asking for knowledge, asking to interview someone, if you're going to spend all that time being scared, then you won't even know how good you really are. You're going to be living a mediocre life. And that's on you. Thank you guys for uh, (laughs) tuning into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Kinetic Plus. Kinetic Plus. You don't have a logo. You don't have a model. (laughs) We do have a logo. (laughs) This episode is also brought to you by Fit Happens, the 28-day challenge launching on May 10th. If you've been thinking about getting your fitness together and uh, just ain't cutting it, well, join the $3 challenge and you'll get a bunch of stuff, including a t-shirt and a lot of fitness. We're not playing y'all. The Fit Happens 28-Day Challenge is starting May 10th. Um, If you got a question, you know, just email us at kineticpluspt at gmail.com or you can email me at paul at kineticpluspt.com or you can email Danielle at danielle at kineticpluspt.com. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode on Potatoes and Sriracha. Please remember to like, subscribe, and rate, and we'll see you on the next episode.